the college football experience, Texas tech, red Raiders at the Oklahoma Sooners game preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Gotta do that. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Yes, Prediction Strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more at Prediction Strike. We're also brought to you by SGPN. Yes, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So download that app for free today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college football experience, Texas tech red Raiders at the Oklahoma Sooners game preview. My name is Kobe swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. No one touches Dundee, but if there was, I mean, this guy here, this guy here, I mean, uh, absolute legend in my mind, host of the three dog Thursday podcast will also be calling this game. So I got to tread lightly on who he's picking and not and whatnot. I mean, uh, for compass media networks, he'll be calling the game with former, former new England Patriot linebacker, Chad Brown, give it up for my guy, TJ Reeves. How you doing TJ? Always good to be with you. Always good to uh, break down a game, including a game. I have never done a game in Norman, Oklahoma. So I am looking forward to seeing the Sooners who have been living very dangerously. I know we're going to get into it last week. Texas tech gave us uh, some great uh, fodder and ammo. Cause let's just go ahead and fire the coach prior to the Oklahoma game, which they have done. So there is a ton to preview in this game. Colby Dan. Yeah. Matt Wells. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's, cr- what's crazy is coming into the season, I had had on a, a guest, I think from 24 seven sports that said, you know, he was on my preview for Texas tech. And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, they never wanted Matt Wells. So he's on very thin ice. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Yeah. And they're like, so, I mean, I don't, I felt sorry for Matt Wells then. Cause they were like, no, the alumni never wanted him. And uh, look, he was five and three. They haven't had a great season in quite some time. Like when I say great season, I'm talking eight wins, nine wins. They haven't had that in a while. How about, uh, can I help you with this? How about since Mike Leach got booted in the whole scandal thing, the parting of the ways, firing, forced resignation, whatever you want to call it, 
he had like the three best seasons of Texas tech football together ever since he left, which is 11 years and counting. They don't have a winning record in the big 12 in any of the seasons since he left. It has been an odyssey of mediocrity to bad football. And obviously the pressure got too great to your point that Wells is an outsider and they're losing games. And I, I hearken back to a phrase that the former Florida athletic director, Jeremy Foley made famous, which his mindset and motto always was what must be done inevitably should really be done immediately. So if inevitably you were going to get rid of Matt Wells, might as well do it immediately and see if Sonny Cumbie can make a difference here in the back half of this season. And, and Sonny Cumbie played for Mike Leach. And I think that might be their best hope. Um, I know there's been rumblings, Sonny Dykes who coached with Leach. Right. Uh, I've heard rumblings, Graham Harrell, all, all this different stuff, but and to, to your credit here, my, I know you brought up that point of, of Leach having that. I have a, this stat in front of me. He Leach had for 10 years, 10 bowl games, 10 winning seasons, a 66% win percentage. That's mm-hmm. 19th in the FBS between 2000 and 2009. Since then they are 75th in the FBS, 48 win percentage, uh, just five bowls and only three winning seasons since then. And zero winning seasons in big 12 play. Yes. Unbelievable. Haven't been in a bowl game in four years. And it's looking like, I mean, they can become bowl eligible if they win one more. I don't know that it's going to be this week, but I mean, it has been a dry patch and obviously the fan base was fed up, especially with them falling apart last week against Kansas state. Uh, I was, I was monitoring both the Texas tech, Kansas state game simultaneous to Oklahoma and Kansas, because I knew I was working this game. I was hanging last weekend in Indianapolis, getting ready to do that Ohio state beat down as it turns out of Indiana. But I was on my big 12 back and forth there with both of these games, Texas tech in command up 14, nothing. What, what in the name of the red Raiders happened after that Colby to fall apart and blow that game at home and eventually get uh, Matt Wells fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a colossal collapse and you know, we, we had it on at the studio here and, and I couldn't believe it with, even though I was on K state, I still didn't cover it because it was minus two and a half, but um, K state just kind of stormed back late in the fourth and, and got the dub. And, you know, it was a tough loss for Wells, but Wells is working with the backup quarterback. Now, granted yep. it is his guy from Utah state and, and Henny and Henry uh, Columbi. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he's played fairly well. He played last year. Some, I know last year he, had a slew of different quarterbacks playing. I, I think he's a decent football coach. I, I yeah, it's like you said though. Maybe if you don't want him there, move move along. And I guess when they're looking at Mike Leach, who went and won eleven games at Washington State, and when you're looking at Cliff Kingsbury, who happens to be undefeated in the NFL, I think you you, you know they just fired both of those guys. Uh, so maybe you want to use one of his guys because Kingsbury was a QB under Leach. So maybe you go Sonny Cumbie. Maybe and, and and maybe the fix was in here. And Kirby Hocutt, the athletic director, brought Cumbie back because he had been the offensive coordinator somewhere else. And they lured him back, gave him a raise, brought him back. Uh, And maybe this was, Hey, if it's not going to go well, no pun intended with Wells, this is the guy we can go to on an interim basis. And so that's exactly what they've done here. Oh, and good luck. Go play Oklahoma at Oklahoma (laughs) uh, as the first game uh, for this, but the Sooners, we'll get into this in a second. The Sooners have been very good at keeping the opponent in the game and and man, no better example than Kansas last week. So, 
And Cumbie is obviously very familiar with him because he not only played for Leach, but he was an assistant under Leach and was even the offensive coordinator, I think, for at least one season under Leach going against Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. So he's not unfamiliar with what the Sooners do with what Lincoln Riley does. So I think that may help Texas Tech uh, a little bit, not uh, not overcome everything, but it may help the familiarity may help him a little bit. A hundred percent because I, I, uh, Lincoln Riley was a guy that was trying out as a walk on for Mike Leach, and Mike Le- Leach was the one to tell him to get into coaching essentially. So he started at Texas Tech, so they are very familiar with one another. Um, from I think from a schematics standpoint, I mean, it might, it Leach's imprint on college football is quite amazing if you look at the coaching tree. But this should be a very interesting matchup. I just wonder how big of a blow is this in the locker room is what I wonder for the red Raiders. Uh, Matt Wells seemed to be the player's coach. I saw a lot of the tweets from uh, whether it was Tyler Shuck or or other members of this team seem to be a player's coach there. So I I wonder, does that play a role? What do you, what do you think about that? It's a great point and it's a great unknown. And we may know that answer like in the first period where if they no show here and they're already down 14, nothing or 21, nothing, they may knuckle under here. How hard are they going to play? for the interim coach, then again, they may come out on fire in this game and, and come be maybe installing I mean, there's only so much you can do in a, in a week in the, in the middle of the season to try to do some different things over the course of a couple of weeks or three weeks, you can maybe change some looks, you know, that's the interesting thing going back to leech is this is still the case at Mississippi state. And it was at Washington state and also at Texas tech, really not much of a playbook, seriously, not a, and you know, this, you guys are big buds with him from the wazoo days not like it's a, a phone book size playbook that they had. They basically had about eight to 10 different sets and concepts. And then it's up to the quarterback to read this. So it's not as if Sonny Cumbie is going to come in there and, and have to put uh, page after page after page of his stuff in. They may just do a couple of nuances on what they're already doing. Some stuff he's familiar with out of the spread four receiver, five receiver and go with things that work and it may be able to work. And this is a very vulnerable Oklahoma defense. We've seen it time and again, they can be scored on. They can be had So yeah. stand by if Texas tech can take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Mike Leach, you know, one of the things that, that I've, I've learned since uh, we've struck up our friendship with coach Leach is it's about repetition and timing more than it is uh, this vast difference of all these crazy plays. No, it's repetition timing and your quarterback making the right read basically kind of playing mathematics in his head. He, he, he designed this offense. Well, the air raid offense in, in lieu of the triple option, he said that was his inspiration. So um, uh, and what, and what he would say is, okay, maybe we only have like eight or 10 sets, but we could literally have, you know, a half dozen different versions off of that set of what routes are the receivers running? What is the quarterback? See who's the hot route four wide, five wide. There's variations on it. And obviously he had tremendous success leech with doing that. And then at Washington state, and now he's won some games at Mississippi state. So that, that kind of concept, putting it uh, in the trust of your quarterback, putting it in the trust of sight reads with your receivers. It's obviously worked for Leach and Cumbie knows that type of offense and how to put that in there. So I'm just curious to see if they'll do some things different. I mean, they obviously ran the ball well against Kansas state. Will they try to run it some, will we see more heavy of the no backs and pass it some because Cumbie puts his imprint on it. It's a great unknown Colby for this week. Yeah. And, and really when you get into the, the, 
facts of the game here of like offensive defensive rankings. You'd be surprised. I think people think, well, Oklahoma's this playoff team, even though they're living by the skin of their teeth, they have the 17th best offense in the country, which actually is kind of in Lincoln Riley's era. That's actually kind of bad. Right. Um, I know that sounds horrible because 17th best offense in the nation out of 130 is really good, but Texas tech, not that far back at 37. Um, and, and defensively, these teams are right neck and neck, Oklahoma, 68, Texas tech, 70th. Uh, that that's the more shocking thing is Alex Grinch was supposed to be able to fix this defense. Alex Grinch, another guy that has a, a Mike Leach ties at Washington state. Um, he did do a great job with his defense two years ago to, to last year. And this year they were supposed to really, you know, be elite. And so far they haven't lived up to it because if you look at the schedule, we saw the option read Lance Le- Leopold and, and Kansas gave them a hard time with that option last week. I actually thought they were very fortunate in that refs ruling with the handoff um, because I thought the, the running back broke the line of scrimmage, then went backwards. But then uh, they've just had trouble. I mean, two lanes, a one win team, two lane hasn't beaten an FBS team in Oklahoma right. only beat them by five in Norman. Um, Nebraska is a three and five team. Oklahoma got very fortunate to win that game. West Virginia, West, Vir- West yeah. Virginia beating them the whole second half till they came from behind in the final minutes. And good teams do that at home. Texas beating them practically the whole game with the big first yeah. half, Kansas beating them the whole first half. First time they had been shut out in a first half Oklahoma since 2014, seven years. So this, this team has been what I always love to quote my eighties and nineties movies, the Mel, the Mel Gibson movie. What was it? The year of living dangerously. It is the year of living dangerously <laughs> for Oklahoma. They've lived dangerously, And sooner or later, that's going to get you beat. Um, and, and, a, and a costly loss late in the year, maybe uh, if you keep living dangerously like that. And maybe that's this Saturday with Texas tech with a new coach. Yeah. And I, I truly thought it was going to be that West Virginia game. West Virginia snapped the ball over the quarterback's head. I, they were in position to win that game. I thought, but yes, here they are. They've been, and then obviously the QB thing. I mean, Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler came and got this huge NIL deal. The crowd, uh, I thought wrongfully booed Rattler, despite him being undefeated as a starter, Caleb Williams comes in and he's lit the world on fire with the exception of that first half against Kansas. And even the Kansas game actually left me with a little bit of concern for Caleb Williams going forward. He, yes. Do I think he's a fantastic quarterback and have a great career? Yes, but he is still a freshman and he looked like a freshman in Lawrence, even, even though he made some great plays in the fourth quarter that got them to win some heads up plays. He has a couple throws there uh, that made you say, Whoa, Whoa, what are you, what are you reading there? Um, Is there any chance you think we see Spencer Rattler in this game? If, if it's uh, 14, 14 in the second quarter? Yes. I think the answer is yes. I was shocked that he did not go back to Rattler in the second half at Kansas because he did this a year ago where he put Rattler on the bench and then brought him back. Um, and I thought I, especially after how bad the first half was, and you mentioned Caleb Williams had a couple of ill-advised passes. One of them got picked on a long throw. They were, they were just seemingly sleepwalking. And I, I thought Rattler might be the spark. It turns out they, they made a couple of adjustments. They ran the ball on the opening drive and scored. He scored on the long run. Uh, they, they put 35 points up on the board in the second half. Um, and stayed on the gas and won the game. 
But it would not surprise me at all if he struggles again, Caleb Williams, at the beginning of this game and Texas Tech is winning, that you go back to Spencer Rattler at home in front of the home fans. Everybody will stand up and go nuts. Everybody that was booing before will stand up and go nuts if Caleb Williams is struggling and you'll go back to Rattler if that's the case. So that would not surprise me if that happens. It also wouldn't surprise me if Caleb Williams plays very well in the first half of this game. And then it's a moot point unless he's injured. He's probably the quarterback for the rest of the year, Colby. Yeah, and the real difference between Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler, a Caleb Williams is actually taking better care of the ball, but most importantly, I think is the dual threat option. He's averaging eleven yards a rush. Yep, eleven yards a rush. I mean, to give you an idea, Spencer Rattler was averaging two yards a rush. He didn't run the ball much. Caleb Williams g- gives them a true dual threat. Really makes it hard on the defense. You mix that in with Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, the Tennessee transfer, and this offense can really be rolling, especially with some of those wideouts they got now. Let's look at the other side of the ball here. Uh, the Oklahoma defense hasn't lived up to what you know preseason publication said. This is the one they finally got the guys. They got the depth. They're going to be you know I don't think they had them being Georgia or Cincinnati, but I think they had them as a top twenty-five defense. They're they're sixty-sixth or what did I say sixty-eighth? I think it was sixty-eighth. Yep. Um, this is a, a real area of concern. I mean, uh, if if Tulane's able to score thirty-five points on you. That that's concerning. If Kansas is able to to move the ball on you, and Kansas, I thought left points on the on out there too. They, they got down in the uh, Oklahoma red zone a couple of times and didn't come away with much. So they remembered they were Kansas essentially. Yeah, yes, yeah. when the game when the game was on the line. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but here we come in. Texas Tech's got an offense that is capable of moving the ball, no matter if it's Shuck or Columbi. Um, they, they got a, a, a slew of capable running backs, whether it's uh, Thompson or Taj Brooks or Xavier white. I love this wide receiver. They have an Eric. Uh, I have a hard time pronouncing, uh, pronouncing this one, but uh, a Zucanama, I believe I could yes, be butchering correct. that, but he is a stud. I was high on him last year uh, and Kalen Geiger. I think this team really could pose a threat. The real thing is, will they show up? What's the lot? The pulse of the locker room. This line has jumped. Um, it, it opened up, I believe at 16 and a half, 17, it's up to 19. That's wow. And that, and that means money coming in big time on Oklahoma back at home. That's dangerous. Again, I got to be careful because I'm calling the game to kind of be down the middle, but I see tons of points in this game. What's that under over now? 66 as well? and a half, 66 I and would, a half. I would be more interested. I would be scared at that big of a number uh, for Oklahoma, but the over just because of Oklahoma's defense, like you laid out, I think the over is very much in play. I'm looking at lots and lots of points, unless it is turnovers for one of both of these teams. I don't see a whole lot of stops. It may come down to the fourth quarter and a key stop or two in a game. That's like 41 34 or 45 37 or something like that. And somebody gets the key stop. I see lots of points Saturday afternoon in Norman. I'm with you, man. And Oklahoma's had a hard time covering. They didn't cover against Tulane. They didn't nope. cover against Nebraska. Didn't cover against West Virginia. Didn't cover nope. against K State. Didn't cover against Kansas. They had a little stretch there against Texas and TCU where they covered, but um, in the uh, Texas game they had no business winning or covering. They're down twenty-one in the first half. They're down yeah. the whole second half, and how they Houdini that out of the Longhorns, which is like the second that, that was a four overtime game last year. I yeah, mean, they have tortured always Texas with how they've beaten them <laughs> the last couple of years, but they had no business winning that game either. Again. Uh, they are the most questionable seven and zero power five conference team right now, maybe in recent memory 
where you could totally see at the end of this year, they could lose two or three times starting with this week. I, I don't think it's inconceivable. They could lose a couple of times before the season's over with, even at seven and zero, they don't look like a juggernaut. And, and what a great, like uh, my point over here of the, you know, there was talk. I don't know where it's at right now of this 12 team playoff. I can tell you this, the people out there, fans that thought, Oh, they could, none of these teams could beat a top four team. I, I, th- this is a perfect case. If, if Oklahoma ends up in the college football playoff, you could have a, 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 a 64 team tournament. And I think that the 64 team might have a shot at beating Oklahoma, <laughs> uh, Kansas, not good. And Kansas was beating them the whole first half last week to your point. And again, sooner fan is screaming at the pod right here at the college football experience. We won the game. Yeah. Yes. You won the game, but that's one of the worst teams in power five that was beating you at halftime, shocking everybody all over the country was that score was rolling around on the bottom of ESPN, or you're at a stadium for an early game. And you're seeing, you're going, what is, is Oklahoma playing with nine guys? Is it nerve gas? Yeah. What is it? Uh, it? So that, that concerns me. Let's see what the Sooners look like. Maybe they get back home here and they get that sooner magic. They talk about, and they make some plays on Texas tech. And again, the big unknown back to earlier in the conversation, how hard are they playing for Sonny Cumbie right off the bat? Here and especially if there's adversity, how hard are they playing in the first half of the game? Let's see. Hundred percent. And, and look, Texas Tech the week prior to last week, so Saturday, October sixteenth, they happened to play at Kansas and they won forty-one fourteen. Didn't sweat the whole game. Right. So just to compare the resumes back to back, um, look, I know you can't call the game, but I will say this: until Oklahoma shows me otherwise, I would take the nineteen points, especially when you talk about the the familiarity between Sonny Cumbie, Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, Mike Leach, all those guys. Um, I would say take the nineteen, but I I do agree. Also, the over. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. So, uh, I the only thing to be uh, remain to be seen essentially is is if Texas Tech's locker room is intact, and we will find out on Saturday with T.J. Reeves calling the game. I mean. Uh, TJ, are, are you pulling off one of these crazy weekends? I know last time you were on the show, y- you were like doing, uh, y- I think you had like three days of travel or something. You were doing the bucks game. You're the, correct. Uh, it's uh, the same thing. So I'm in Norman, Oklahoma for this one Saturday afternoon. And then I've got to get to the Superdome in new Orleans regionally. Not that bad, not that challenging to get from Oklahoma city where you fly out of to new Orleans that Sunday afternoon that might have a little bit of interest in the Superdome, Tom Brady, the defending champion bucks against Jameis Winston going against his old team. There might be a little bit of interest in that on Sunday, but that's a different show. That's a different podcast. So yes, I am all over the place, but compass media networks, Chad Brown and I will be on the call pregame three Eastern time. A lot of over the air affiliates. Uh, We're on typically from uh, week to week, 80, 90 radio stations, compassmedianetworks.com has the list. Most major markets. You can find it. Some of the stations stream the game online, et cetera. So we'll be on the call. Um, ABC will have the game nationally. It's the national game on ABC uh, as well, but I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to seeing if Memorial stadium will rock here for the Sooners, because again, they have not been seven and oh, we haven't mentioned this yet since 2003. George Bush was still the president <laughs> in 2004. It's easy uh, to see running for re-election, <laughs> by the way. The last time that the Sooners were seven and zero, now trying to be eight and zero with a win against Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's pretty remarkable. That's a great stat you pulled out there. 
Um, <laughs> a, 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 look, I can't wait. Sign me up. Saturday's just got such a great slate of college football games. Everyone out there, um, if you look, go listen to this. Sometimes you look, I, sometimes I do the classic thing of a uh, mute, the television, you know, play pump, <laughs> pump up the radio depend depends on who's on the call, but TJ Reeves is on the call. You better yep. bump up the radio. Give TJ a follow also on Twitter at buck sideline guy. Thank you. That's B U C not no K B U C like Tampa Bay bucks. That's uh, and and also check out the Three Dog Thursday podcast. I can't I cannot uh, you know say enough good things about this for, podcast. For example, we have Colby Dan on sometimes. We have handicappers. We got my special guest. We've been rolling. You're taking Texas Tech as the doggy right here. I may mark you in the underdog column for Three Dog Thursday uh, purposes here. We've been doing very well with the underdogs. I had the Miami Hurricanes last week. One of my other guests had Oklahoma State in the game at Iowa State. They didn't win, but they covered. So we've gotten some college doggies right. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this Saturday slate and what we have here. And it would not surprise me if a couple of others besides you take Texas tech in this spot at Oklahoma because Oklahoma's played so many close, crazy games. Yeah. Have that line be like that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So everyone give that a follow three at on Twitter at three, the, the number dog Thursday and check out that podcast. You can get that anywhere. Podcasts are found. Check it out. I, I you, you will be thrilled. I think if you're part into of the, the yeah. SGPN network, part of the sports gambling podcast network of shows, we, we love the help. We love the cross promotion that goes on with shows like this. You guys are killing it with the college football experience. So I love the opportunity to pop on here, break bread with you figuratively and promote all of our stuff. And I think we're in for an entertaining high scoring game and do not be surprised if Texas tech is right there in the fourth quarter. Cause that's the way Oklahoma's basically played all year. Yeah. So let's see what yeah, happens. A hundred percent. And I got to Before you get out of here, I got to say two weeks away from college basketball. You, I know oh you're God, a Memphis yes. tiger fan. Oh my God. Yes. What Both. a class. Yes. Uh, we're going to have to get on to, on the college basketball experience. We'll have you on talking college basketball. Do you mean my tigers might actually make the NCAA tournament for the first time in, in like five years? Can it, we get in the big dance, please? NCAA tournament. Penny Hardaway. Help me penny. I'm thinking, I was in school with Penny. <laughs> Help me penny. When we get to college basketball, get me back in the dance. Yes. I'm thinking maybe even a little bit of a run in the dance with that talent there with, with Larry Brown on the sideline and Rashid Wallace with them. But uh, look, Oh, I, that's a coaching staff right there. Well, that's a whole different, different podcast, but that's a coaching staff right there of interest. A hundred percent, a hundred uh, TJ. I appreciate you hopping on. Look, everyone out there, if you can go subscribe to the college football experience, tell a friend about this and uh, remember to subscribe to the college basketball experience. I just alluded to it two weeks from now, we will be live with games, real games that have impact and meaning. Um, so check out both. Also download that SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. Uh, and when you do make sure you uh, leave us a five-star review. And if you do that, Take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Send me that screenshot, uh, and I will send you a college football or college basketball experience T-shirt, whatever one you want, for free. I promise that's a uh, that's a clean, brand new T-shirt, never been worn. All right, not from a yard sale. So uh, do that at the Colby D. And like I said, TJ Reeves on Twitter at Buck Sideline Guy. 
the college football experiences on Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. Give that a follow. And the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Follow away. Check out the Slack channel as well. Sports gambling podcast. This is the college football experience. Texas tech red Raiders at Oklahoma sooner style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.